And Now, the podcast that talks about the dark side of sexuality and brings you topics that you don't talk to your mother about. It's time to open your mind and welcome to Behind Blue Eyes. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode five of Behind Blue Eyes. I'm your host, Eddie Kramer. And I am overjoyed about the feedback that I've been getting from people listening to our podcast. We've done uh, almost our top podcast was about 70 downloads. So I'm excited about that. It's only been a few weeks. I hope you spread the word and love to other people and have them enjoy our interesting conversations. Please reach out to us. I'd love to hear your feedback also. Uh, You can reach us on just about every social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And uh, obviously, you can go to our website, XXX Behind Blue Eyes, where you can find all that information on how to contact us, even old-fashioned emails on there. Um, we also have a blog on there, which uh, I did one writing on there about my past. And I hear that uh, Harmony, my wonderful wife, is going to start to write some erotic fiction and maybe have a couple other authors in here. We also have a unique thing, which is sex toy reviews. Um, we're going to have some short episodes coming up, I think, next week. It'll be like a midweek type of event where we'll drop one of those just unexpectedly. Me and Harmony will talk about a couple sex toys that we've used on a regular occasion, and you can purchase these from Eden Fantasies. The link's on our website, and you can go there. They have great prices. They have great deals, and you can find all kinds of toys that will really rev up that bedroom experience. I want to also mention kink.com. They're one of our, also one of our sponsors. It's a great BDSM video porn site that has a variety of every single fetish that you could imagine on there. It's very low cost. You can go to the normal porn sites for free to kind of get a sampling, but really go to this and check it out and subscribe to it. It's really, really cool. Also check out fetlife.com. It's a wonderful site that kind of talks about all kinds of fetishes, the things that maybe you think that are odd or weird or just a normal dip your toe into the fetish BDSM lifestyle. There's people on there that you can talk and converse with. There's groups that you can talk to that have commonalities and even people around your area that you can talk to and meet up and kind of discuss those type of deep, dark secrets from the bedroom. So today we have Amanda. She's 27, single mom from Virginia, which is a very Southern conservative Bible Belt type state. And she grew up in a conservative world until one day that door opened, like many of us has happened in the past, and new experiences have been explored. So without further ado, I want to welcome Amanda to our conversation. Nicotine and alcohol, that is the way we start our podcast here. Hello. And uh, we, today we have Amanda. How are you, Amanda? Doing okay. Excellent. And um, I really appreciate you joining us today. This is, uh, you're from out of state, which is a good thing. Um, usually we get uh, Floridians that come down here from different areas, but they're not actually from, live out of state. So this is good. Welcome to Florida again. <laughs> and you've been here for how many days? Uh, what are we on? Three? Three days. Three out of four. Three days. Okay. And enjoyed the Florida weather and the time here? Excellent, excellent. So um, we'll do some basic stuff. So tell, uh, how old are you? Okay, I am 27 years old. And where are you from? I am from Virginia. Virginia. Mm -hmm. That's a state that's in the south or the north? South, highly conservative, Bible Belt. Bible Belt, so Mm -hmm. that can be tough from time to time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
Um, so is the town that you live in, is it small, large? What's the pers- size that we can kind of get? Small, at? where I'm from. I'm, I upgraded a little bit, but not by much. We're definitely not city standards by any means. Not city folk. Mm-mm. So what would be the size of your town, if you have to guess where it is? I think on average about... Mm-hmm. I haven't even looked at the census information. Needless to say, if you can find good acreage, you're yes. looking at three to five between you and your neighbor. So we're good. Okay. You're not going to find so, anybody. Very small town. <laughs> and I'm sure, does everybody know about everything in everyone's life there? Yes. yes. That's got to be challenging. And if you have a long-standing name, that's it. Yes. <laughs> and are you single, married? Divorced. Divorced. And how long were you married for? A year, together for almost five. So you were, uh, I would say married a year, mm-hmm. and but together for five. Yes. Or almost five. Almost okay. five. And how long has it been since you've been divorced? It has been just over a year. Just over a so year. So our daughter's two. We got divorced when she, just before she was one. Okay. We separated. Okay. And so she's two now. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, would you consider yourself um, on the spectrum um, straight, bisexual, curious, gay, um, the plethora of other uh new age with the youngins, how they have uh, eight different type of sexualities, what would you consider yourself as? Straight. Straight. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we have an actual straight woman in the room. That doesn't very hap- happen very often, or any straight person for that matter. Um, you have, uh, so you, your town you come from, and obviously the state you come from is more conservative. Mm-hmm. Would you consider yourself, your family, as a conservative when you grew up? Yes. Very conservative, very closed mouth on topics. When you go to school, it's abstinence only. They don't teach education to protect anybody. There's no exploring curiosity and how to do it safely. There's nothing. And even in my own household, it was pretty just, you don't talk about it. So you don't talk about it at all. Mm -mm. So did your parents ever have the talk with you? No. No. And my parents let me shut them down when my mom attempted once. Really? I think I was like 16, 17. She goes, oh, we haven't had that talk. I was like, we don't need to. (laughs) But, uh, and uh, so I, uh, very similar, I come from conservative family, mm-hmm. small uh, town up in New England, and my family certainly never had that talk. And I know I have a younger sister, and I know that they never even had the talk with her, because we've talked about it. Uh, the only thing they did was they dropped off some kind of book, and I guess it's some kind of famous book about sexuality, like your body is changing and these are the things you're going to expect. Because with women, you're going to have your period, which mm-hmm. is different from men where there really is no change other than they just go crazy. <laughs> so um, did they have any conversation with, with that part of when you're growing up? No, and that's mostly because my mom's a pretty quiet person. In general, she's okay. not going to bring up taboo topics, but she also thought she had more time to have those conversations. Oh, really? She was 16, almost 17. Wow. I ended up having my menstrual cycle at 12. She yeah. was not expecting that. It was like, oh, now I need to backtrack and yeah. here's what you need. Yeah. Here's what you got. You're good. So so there wasn't anything. It was basically not anything to do with sexuality. Just this is what happens when a woman becomes mm-hmm. a woman. And here are the things you need to do to take care of it. Which worked well for me at the time. Arguably, my teenage self was very prudish. Okay. So, yeah, let's get, let's get down to that. So you... Um, um, in the sexual realm, when did you first have some type of sexual interaction with somebody? 18. Eight, 18, mm-hmm. okay. 18. So see, I was, it, I was far later than that too, so so that's actually not that bad. Mm-mm. And what was what was that like? Was it a boyfriend you had? Or, yes. Okay, yeah. how long were you together, do you remember? Not very long at the time. He was more, so this is funny, any of the guys I've been with, they have this timeline in their head. He did uh-huh. not want to be a virgin at 18. Okay. So he decided, okay. You're the one? Yeah, well, he's like, okay, we're together, 
you've never done anything. I haven't. This is good learning. Yes. Um, taking his cues from porn was not the best idea for <laughs> a teenage boy. You know, boy. I have heard that a lot, <laughs> particularly in the world that we live in today where porn yeah. is readily accessed. Mm-hmm. It's free for everybody. And um, somehow this generation believes that that's the way you're supposed to actually have it. Yes. And that's I, I found that that's the perfect way for a woman not to get to what they what they really need. Mm-hmm. And yes. we're talking even 10 years ago. Right. Yeah, it yeah. was the same. It was the same. So you were together with him for, you say, how long ago was it? We weren't together for very long okay. um, distance with college. He was a year below me. Okay. So he did not want to turn 18 and be a virgin. Oh. I was already 18. Oh, so he was a younger man. Mm-hmm. You go after the younger men, do you? No. No. Okay. <laughs> Prefer not to. That was my learning curve. <laughs> yes. Don't date younger guys. Yes. Okay. That was your lesson back then. So how was that experience like? Do you remember like specifically? I remember him not taking me seriously when I would ask for certain things like, look, you need to ask before you try something new. Right. We need to talk about this. We uh-huh. didn't have a safe place because neither of our parents wanted us to be sexually active. Oh. We were going out to parks. Oh, geez. In the car. Yes. Um, so just that, yeah, that whole small town world where if you, they talk about going out to the car somewhere and parking, yes. that's absolutely what was happening. I had that we place, We had no safe too. place. Yeah. There, but there was, I recall back when I grew up, too, that there was these safe places. I can't recall even the names of them today, but there was, like, specific areas where you go to, and that's where you go hook up. At least you had that. You didn't even have <laughs> we that. We were taking risk, yeah. So it was basically anywhere you can find a place mm-hmm. to actually do it. Yeah. Huh. So was it in um, a car that you were in or a truck? Or? In a car. In a it car. would be if we were able to find a spot that we could put like a blanket out. Yeah. So you did it outside too? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, the, so it, it happened more than one time with this particular yes. gentleman. Yeah. And would you rate that experience as good, semi-good? Uh, how would you, the, the experience itself? The experience itself, eh. We're teenagers. We're learning. You're fumbling. You're sure. trying to figure things out. Right. Arguably, though, it took me from being that kind of produced person that thought, eh, because I didn't, I didn't have a sexual drive. If I dated guys, okay, whatever we make out, we don't. Yeah. I enjoyed the experience of hanging out with them, getting right. to know that person. It was just a friendship with a title. That's what I always joked when I look back. Okay. That kind of awakened that sense of okay, I can do this. I can be comfortable yeah. with my body. I can be uh-huh. comfortable with it with a partner. Yeah. And I better learn to speak up because yes. that whole scenario. No. Was it more like he was doing the aggressive, uh, the terrible thing, like super fast fingering or mm-hmm. was it? Yeah. Yeah. So, so it had no concept of how to pleasure a woman at all. Correct. Okay. And uh, so did you, what, what, and I've heard this from people, particularly with, that had strong religious backgrounds, you're not allowed to touch yourself. So did you masturbate before then? Yes, I had, but had not been successful. Again, my mind was not <laughs> open to yep. figuring out myself. It was like, oh, let's try this. Yeah, okay. okay, that feels different, feels better, but right. wasn't getting to that point of where I had friends talking about orgasming already. I'm like, yeah, no, I don't know what that is. So you really it's had no concept of what it was, other mm-hmm. than them telling you this is what happened. Exactly. And, and truth be told, you know, they may have not known what that was either. Mm-mm. They could have just said, this is what it was. Because yeah. I've been with girls where they said, oh, yeah, I've done that many times. And then when you actually make it happen, they're like, oh, no, that's never happened before. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely new. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, that's very true. So, um... So, but I, but it was probably frowned upon, right, to do that. Was were you shamed about uh, no, masturbating at all? So my that wasn't family wasn't religious. They just okay. didn't talk about subjects. Oh. If it was an uncomfortable subject, it didn't happen. Oh. It didn't come from that whole Bible belt. Now the rest of the community at large, yeah, yeah. we grew up in that kind of environment, including him. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, 
it just wasn't talked about. So you had no way of talking. Your friends weren't talking about it at that time. I had one friend that I knew of that was sexually active. Yeah. And she was taking so many risks. It was the opposite. It wasn't the person you wanted to go to. She right. was having partner after partner. Yeah. And that was just her way of handling whatever she wanted to deal with, with attention or her own mm-hmm. body image. And they were all older guys, so it made her feel special. Oh, wasn't yeah. any of the bumpkins from our town that she had yes. to deal with. They were yes. older guys, yeah. And word gets around in those small towns, too, that mm-hmm. she's the one that exactly. does the bumpkins. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they, um, I, I think that uh, we come from similar backgrounds. And again, a little religious, but more, we just don't, don't ask, don't mm-hmm. tell, even to this day. Yes. So has that changed with your family now? I know I'm jumping a little bit ahead, but... No. So no. It's still, don't so ask, it's, don't it's say a, anything. It's a taboo subject. I've had to warn my family that I'm teaching my daughter the correct anatomical parts and that she will be very open. I don't care what questions she has. She may yeah. come out of left field. I never want her to feel like it's an uncomfortable conversation. Because mm-hmm. I think even if I had been curious, instead of being a prude, if I'd been curious, I would have never gone to my mom. Right, right. Because it wasn't... It, you were almost like scared or ashamed or mm-hmm. they made you feel like it was just a, such a bad thing that I'm Correct. not going to do that. Yeah. So what made you decide that this is going to, you're going to make a different path for your daughter now because she's obviously you're, you're raising her now. I don't want her to make the same risks that I did. Okay. I took risks having been on birth control and not using contraceptive on his side mm-hmm. of getting pregnant had the pill failed. Yeah. When I first started, we were out in parks. We could have been arrested for different things or cited. We could have been, you know, walked in on and been in a vulnerable position with anybody else that they had ill will. Yeah. Um, just not, she didn't, like, it wasn't a healthy relationship. He didn't listen to me. Yes. He didn't care what I wanted. It was his pleasure. He had a timeline and time frame in his mind. So he just wanted to get it done in the way that he wanted to do, and that was it. And I don't want that for her. No. I don't want her to ever be in that position. Right, right. Yeah. So after that partner, did you have other partners or plenty I of other partners? Did. Explain um, some of that, how that happened. <laughs> So there for the longest time, it's funny, the guys I would usually go for, they're the quieter, nerdier types. I like those too. They were all virgins. So again, me not Perfect. having had a good first experience with oh. mine, not learning what to ask for. Yeah. You're it's then a fumbling working. following the fumbling. Exactly. Yeah. So those first few partners, it was like, oh wait, this is not good. Yeah. And finally got with an experienced partner. I'm like, okay. Was he older? Only by a year. Okay. So this is the Still guy I ended up marrying. Man. This is the <gasps> guy I ended up marrying. This okay. is the guy that was experienced and knew enough to try and... So are you saying that you married the, the guy that gave you a really good <laughs> orgasm? Is that what you're saying? No. 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 Okay. okay. <laughs> That's the funny part. No, he just, he knew what he was doing. So I didn't have to figure out how to word asking things that wouldn't make a guy shut down if they were not... Again, small town. Yeah. A lot of the guys that went to my college were also from small towns. You try okay. telling a virgin, hey, can you try this? Or are you up yeah. for trying this? They're just trying to get through the basic motion. <laughs> That's true. Yes. Without blowing a load in exactly. two seconds. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, no, we had a pretty healthy sex life. I mean, it was normal in the sense that we would at least could communicate certain things. But yeah. as he would always say, I prefer vanilla sex. So you are a <laughs> vanilla I am not. Straight woman. No, You're not. I'm a submissive. I prefer he, a dominant partner. Oh, wait a minute. We'll get into that in a minute now. <laughs> he opened the door. We're not going to go through that one yet. Let's get back to him. Yeah. So he was a vanilla guy. Mm-hmm. So it was missionary style? Missionary are very few positions. So okay. The ones that were just... Doggy style, missionary, mm-hmm. the your, basic ones. Yeah, your yes. classics. There was no uh, tying down or sex toys or... Nope. Did you have a vibrator? I had one from personal use. Right. 
it took Did a long time to, to incorporate it in. <laughs> I think we were four years in okay. before that was even incorporated. Four years in. in mm-hmm. a, and you were with them for five, I, I remember. Correct. Earlier. Okay, so that's so. not a good that's not a good start no. there. <laughs> so you probably use this vibrator after you're done with him. So when he had his way, then you do your way? Oh, yeah. Or when he's not around kind of thing? Yeah. Okay. That's <laughs> yeah. It's it's hard to have someone that's really really straight laced. But did you, did you feel like you did weren't able to express what you wanted, or was he just shut down to that type of feeling? He was shut down. Okay. So I was able to express it. I mean, he himself is a pretty sexual person for somebody being vanilla. Yeah. But his concept of what it means to be intimate is you have sex, you get a chance to cuddle or whatever else, which is still odd for men. Not that every man wants to cuddle afterwards. No. But he also had a pretty high drive to masturbate, so he was doing that on his own a lot. Ah. Um, and just... Was he masturbating? Do you know what he was masturbating to, or did he tell you about it? Usually or porn. Any kind of particular one? Massage types. He liked massages. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Did you ever try to incorporate that in... We did. Okay. When I found that out, because that was the more receptive like, person. Hey, I'm like, okay, man. Whatever okay. works. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's try this. Yeah. Um, but his whole concept of, okay, I need at least some sort of sexual experience daily. Yeah. That's not... No. no. Women have to be in the mood. Even some men do, but he needed right. sex every single day of some sort. Right. To function. And that became a problem because when you're pregnant, uh, you don't want sex. Oh, I imagine. Yeah, I can't imagine. <laughs> so he had a case. long nine months for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then afterwards, you're touched out. Right, right. That changes your whole sexual person. Yeah. Just having somebody. And now plus, that physically, you're... you're a little different too. Mm-hmm. Obviously, things have changed. Yes, and he couldn't understand that. So the sexual stuff is actually what caused the bigger rift before uh, we divorced. Okay. Was his level of I need this to function. Yeah. I don't care how you feel. That's Let not, me see how I can coerce or, yeah. That's not right. Yeah. yeah. So he tried to manipulate in a way saying, you're going to do it my way or we're not going to be together. It was more of, of, you can help me out or I'm going to keep masturbating, which was fine. But then yeah. he got to the point where, hey, let me see if I can seduce you. Let me see if I can be that kind of like, okay, you're half asleep. Let me see if I can, you know, give you a massage, right. do whatever. I'm a touched out mom. Don't touch me. Don't do anything. <laughs> so he, yeah. he got frustrated at that point. So yeah. that leads to... Yeah, I mean, anything else going wrong in a relationship, you add sexual frustration. There goes your physical intimacy of being able to fix things. Absolutely correct, yeah. So. And and that and then there's a whole trust factor, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because exactly. if he's doing that on his own without telling you, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that, that that's actually pretty fucking challenging. So you had mentioned you opened the door, so I'm going to go walk through it now. <laughs> so you said that you... Um, are a submissive. So where did you even learn that word from a conservative upbringing? And how do you know about even being from your wife, from my wife, Mm -hmm. Harmony. She's so bad. That girl (laughs) is such a dirty girl. And I love every minute of it. So, so how did that happen? So you just met up with her as a friend, right? Mm -hmm. And we've always been open about different things. I had sexual experiences before she did. She was opening to questioning me. She already knew that she had things that she liked or preferred. And we talked about it. She was my safe person Uh, to talk to. Yeah. Whereas I didn't have that. I couldn't go to my mom, a lot of my other girlfriends. Like I mentioned the one from the small town. Yeah. She didn't make good choices. Yeah. I could ask her questions, but she's not making safe choices for herself. So it's not one to be guided Mm by. Right. Exactly. Okay. And, you know, you had the whole 50 shades of gray thing hit the theaters and the books. 
And there was a lot of misconceptions and she would get really annoyed. And I'm like, okay, explain, sit down and explain to me exactly what that culture and lifestyle is. Yes. And the more she talked about it, the more I'm like, yeah, I don't get that from my partners, but that would be a turn on. Okay. That would be a relationship I'd be okay with. Yes. So. So how did you go about exploring that once you learned, hey, this is something I might be interested in? Did you look it up on the internet? Did you? I did try to look up ways to ease a partner into those conversations to see if he and would try to. This, this was, was with the, your with husband. The husband. Okay. Yeah, yeah, husband. Yeah. And how did that go? He, how did that conversation go? So, well, first, <laughs> how would you bring up that conversation? Because it seems like from just even talking to you for a few minutes that mm-hmm. it's more like he just had his own preconceived conception of this is the way it's going to happen. We're going to go A, B, C, D. And when I'm done, I'm done. And that's it. If you don't want to fall into that, then that's it. I don't mm-hmm. really want to talk about it or anything else. So how I did you bring it up? actually bought like a pair of handcuffs and said, okay, do you want to start with the basics? Uh-huh. Let's just start this. Okay. He was up for that. Um, we didn't get around to trying it. Again, this was when we were starting to figure out kind of where we were. Yeah. We were about ready to get married. Then yeah. we found out I was pregnant. And that You're just right. crashes the mood. At that it point, does. it's like, no, yeah. sorry. Glad yeah. you want to try this. But I don't feel like it. Yes. <laughs> so that kind of ruined a bit of that yes. discussion with him. I think we could have had that discussion if I'd been up to also being intimate at the same time. Do you think that he was more on the dominant side where he would have been tying you, wanted to put hands on you? I would have wanted him to be. I'm not sure if he could have been that full. Ah, okay. And I say that because the partner after him when I left the marriage was a full-on dominant. So I know he could not have done that. He could have not have done that at all. Okay. And um, even let's talk a little bit about your... um, relationship just to kind of get a baseline here so did you um are you considered a monogamous non-monogamous open when you have a partner now are you you're single now i've always been monogamous but at the same time i think living with somebody for as long as i didn't being in that type of long-term relationship sure if you can't find what you want in one person Mm -hmm. i am totally open to okay what do you need what does it take to make you feel in, like in a relationship or with other people. So sure. having multiple partners probably would be okay with me. Okay. They would have to be okay with the person I'm seeing. Right. They'd have right. to be open to, okay, yeah, we have one or two other people designated Yeah. that we can go to if we have somebody we enjoy more emotionally right. or wants to go out and go do things more physically or more active Yeah. or is a more sexual partner. I think the one that would be the sexual partner would be the the main person for me, if that makes sense. Yes, if I'm intimate yeah. with somebody, it is that person. Yeah. So, and, and what if it was, so it, in, in your mind, it would have to be a guy, I assume. Mm-hmm. What if it was a girl? Would you do that or no? That's a no. I, I think that it. would be more the emotional partner. Okay. That yeah. female connection. Yeah. and The one you go shopping mm-hmm. with. Not no, the, not even. Or the one that if, if she's the more active partner, let's yeah. go hike. Let's go do this. Okay. Let's, yeah. But not the one you're going to have sex with, obviously. No. No. So you've never messed around with a girl at all? Mm-mm. Your entire life? No. No interest in that at all? I find women attractive, but Don't I get I get lost in wanting to be intimate with them because it took me a long time to learn my body so yeah. that not being able to please a partner is yes. a huge stopping block for me. Uh, if I can't give her the kind of yes. pleasure, then then it's not a it's a two, one-way street. It's not mm. a two-way street. So I think if I were more comfortable early on with yeah. how to pleasure myself, yes. knowing a woman's body, yes, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's more of an emotional side of it rather than the physical side. Mm-hmm. In some, you have some to be aspects. able to bond in both ways, yeah. Oh, especially with women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't, if you're not bonding that way, they're not going to connect at no. all. No. Well, harmony sometimes has exceptions to that rule, but <laughs> 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 I digress. That will be for a whole other episode, I'm sure. <laughs> so, um, 
So you had a relationship after you were married, obviously. So you had your you had your baby, mm-hmm. and then you you said you had um, a relationship after. Where did you find this dom man? <laughs> Tinder, but it's somebody that we Tinder. went to school with. So oh. Herman and I went to school with him. Okay. Lost track of him. High school or college? High school. Okay, lost track of him. And how did you find him? Just by swiping, and there he came up. And what did you think when he came up on the screen? I'm like, interesting. I had a crush on you in high school. Let's swipe and see what happens. So you didn't know that he already picked you. Oh, he did after I swiped him and I came uh, up with a recommendation. He uh, sent me a message and was like, this isn't you, is it? Because you're the quiet type. You're not on this type of site. What are you uh-huh. doing? You got to watch out for those quiet ones. Mm-hmm. They're the dirty mm-hmm. ones. Okay. So so you um, swiped right on him and then you started talking, obviously, on Tinder. And what happened mm-hmm. after that? We met up for a date and uh-huh. he's like, I'm interested in you. If you want to come back home, oh. we can do this. He's okay. like, you know, those you're obviously on Tinder. You know what you're getting into. I'm like, yep. I was looking for a sexual partner, not an emotional one at that right, point. Right, right. You want some good old fashion, mm-hmm. fashion action. Yes. And that's where it began from there. So it was a very short fling. Obviously, Did- without the emotion in it, I didn't get that connection. Mm-hmm. But his way of... He didn't even ask if I was a submissive. He asked, okay, what do you like? What are you comfortable with? Okay. Um, started to piece together as I was talking. Okay. And he's like, okay, I'm going to try a few things. Okay. You tell me what you don't like. Okay. He's like, if I were to hit or spank, where am I allowed to? Where am I not? Okay. So I gave him, like, not in the face, anywhere else you're good. Right. Um, Did so he use try his that. hand or mm-hmm. use his uh, hand. toys? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We hadn't, he didn't want to introduce toys right away. He's like, yeah, I still think you're that quiet type. I don't mm-hmm. know if I buy this yet. So, yeah, no, it was the hands for that. Um, he tried. He's like, okay, well, how do you feel about oral sex? Mm-hmm. Like, none of my partners have wanted to do it. Really? They have been virgins who were scared to try. Scared of the pussy in the clit. Or what the guys with that, I don't like this. Yeah. I don't want to do this. It's unclean or whatever else. But yet they right. expect the blowjob. Right. Of course, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's clean. <laughs> so he was like, okay, well, we're going to try that. You okay. tell me what you like. If you don't like it, fine. Okay. Um, that so, was actually the first time I had an orgasm was through oral with him. So in your entire life up to this point, including the marriage, this was the first time. Mm-hmm. Where it could what, be called or defined as an orgasm, yeah. So did you have an orgasm before you, when you were playing with yourself? No. Okay. I would always get to a point and it would just start to fall back. I'd uh, lose whatever momentum gained. Yes, yes. yes. It is a cycle and you it can is. lose it in just a second and then you got to start all over mm-hmm. again. And that's how my partners would be. They would get me to that point. Yep. And then it would be lost. And if I didn't catch the moment right away, it wasn't going to happen. It would never come back again. Mm-hmm. So what did you feel when that happened, that particular moment happened? I was surprised. Surprised. But you also, when I'm getting a bit hooked, you're like, okay, this is what I've been missing. (laughs) (laughs) This entire time I've been missing this. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then he was way more, okay, let's try this, then let's try that. He goes, okay, are you up to trying anal? Okay. Right. Why not? Right. Never tried it before? Never tried it before. Okay. We ended up doing that. Yep. Worked out well. Ended up pleasuring us both. I'm like, okay. Worked let's out Let's just well. keep going. Yeah. And I was skeptical. <laughs> so so you, I assume, found your limits here too. So what would you consider your limits be, being? <sighs> Other than slapping in the face. Yeah. No, slapping on the face. Um, I have a pretty high pain tolerance, but he didn't do a lot of the pain dominance there. Okay. He wasn't um, a sadist in, in that aspect. No. I think where I found my limits were keeping up with him, honestly. Really? He had a drive that could keep going and going. And I'm like, okay, no, I'm tired. Like, at this right. point, you're not going to get the responses out of me that yeah, you want. Yeah. You're not going to get my ability to be a partner. So how long were the sessions normally last when you had one of these? Oh, that's a good question. 
we could spend all day in bed if we had a weekend together. Really? And wouldn't leave. Yeah. So you just go get something to eat every mm-hmm. now and then, a snack, yeah, some water, pretty much. hydrate, yeah. and get back in the bed again. Yep. So did that happen often where you spent like multiple days mm, or long It would be a day time? here or a day there. Okay. Yeah. So would you like all of a sudden, hey, well, let's hook up and we go over there and just spend the day of doing mm-hmm. whatever you're doing? Yep. That would huh. exactly be how it was. It was just really? a matter of convenience for us both. Yeah. Was and he married or no. boyfriend or girlfriend or nope. anything? Straight, I assume. Straight. Seems like everybody's straight up there. <laughs> <laughs> straight, but he was more of the one to be open relationship. He okay. was the one to be more like, okay, yeah, we can have multiple partners or sure. you just have to talk. Health is a safety thing. And yeah. so he's big on that. But he's yeah. like, yeah, I don't care if we have other partners. Right. So So he, um, how long did that relationship last for? One month. One month. See, for me, without the emotional piece, I can't keep it going. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. notice the flaws in the person. And yeah. having a daughter, I now have to assess, do I want you around forever? That's true. Yeah. Especially if it's just a really just a physical encounter or just to get exactly. to what you want to get yeah. to. So you broke it off with him? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, was there anything other than the orgasm that ex- uh, surprised you during that time that you spent doing those cr- crazy adventures? The praise. So the dominant okay. praising the submissive, the yes. good girl. The, uh, I'm fairly independent streak. I don't like men doing for me. I, yes. I want to be able Can't to take tell. it. And that was interesting. That I'm like, okay, that actually is a turn on that. You're, I'm doing something you like mm. and you're responding. Yes. So something I thought would be derogatory or degrading. or yes. no, no, okay. Let's so you like to, po- to get provide the positive praise back to him? Or him to you. Him to me. Him to you. Which was completely different. Like, well, like good then. girl, you're doing mm-hmm. good. Keep that up. That's what I want. Yes. So did you do, so there was a lot of talking, dirty talk kind of things happening during that time? Yes. Which in most BDSM type sessions, you have to, a right one is you're very, very communicative. So you know what's going on with your mm-hmm. partner. You know where they are. You know where their limits are. You have rules. You have safe words. Did you have a safe word? We did. What was your safe word? My safe word, honestly, I'm like, look, we're just going to say stop. At that point, like, okay. there's no funny word that's going to be muffled. It's right. going to be just flat out stop. And he goes, works for me. <laughs> okay. Did you ever have to use a stop? Once. Because, again, his stamina is... <laughs> no. I couldn't keep up. And it was during a session of anal. And, of course, I'm still new to it. Yes. And I was like, okay, no, wait, stop. Get a pause. Was he a big fella? Yes. So he had a big penis. So that was... <laughs> Very was large used penis. To. Starting an anal, I had to use stop. That's yes. probably pretty normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people don't use stop because stop sometimes is using BDSM as stop still is okay because it's kind of oh. that I don't I want to resist I want more but I don't know what to say. Gotcha. So um, with Harmony and I we use colors we use green everything's good yellow is I'm getting close to my limit or not comfortable with something and red is stop. <laughs> And then we have like a super stop and super stop is pineapple. (laughs) Because sometimes I think Harmony plays games with me and she calls red, but she does not really mean red. (laughs) It's just red because she's tired and wants to roll over and go to sleep. Mm -hmm. Such a boy sometimes, that one, Harmony. Okay. So you had to use it one time. Mm -hmm. And um, what, what was the things other than obviously the orgasm that you really said, hey, I never thought that I would have liked that, but man, I really did. Just the lack of the emotional connection for once, having that uh, ability to be like, okay, yeah, if I wanted to find another partner for something, yeah. I could. I have that freedom. I have that ability. When you get tied into a relationship, and you know this because some of the sure. backstory you've given is the yeah. amount of time you spend with one partner, yeah. you don't realize just how 
centric they were to your world Absolutely. and how closeted that makes things feel. Yeah. You yeah. all of a sudden have windows in your room. It's yeah. not just a, you know, four I have walls. a whole world out there. Yep. And when yeah. someone like him opened an actual door, yeah. okay, I can know, I don't have to just look. Yeah. If I wanted to go see somebody else, if I wanted to go. Yeah. And I did. I was seeing somebody else. It wasn't anything that had, and that's interesting. I didn't have the physical connection with those other oh. I kept that strictly emotional. And then, because I had the intellectual connection, the types of things in mm-hmm. common, divorcee with kid, mm-hmm. that I could do. So at the same time with Mr. X here, mm-hmm. the Dom, you were also dating somebody else. Mm-hmm. Through the whole period or a certain time, all of a sudden? the whole f- period. The whole period. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. And yep. did this other person know that you were in relationship or sexual? No. <gasps> so he's not oh. the open type. Yeah. Okay. But we weren't. And we weren't calling it dating, if that makes okay. sense. So for You're me, seeing each other, hanging yeah, out, getting going to know, out, checking yep. it out, does Learning this still work? Yeah. Right. Okay. Did, did you ever tell him that that was that was happening? Did it ever get to that point where you could tell him? When I broke it off, and okay. he was asking, we were actually having conversations about partners and mm-hmm. just different health and preferences. <laughs> I'm like, by know, the way, <laughs> well, I said no. I've had a fling since then because he was explaining his bad choices of flings after his divorce. I'm like, no, I've only had the one. So you're telling me about all these random nights you had when you got drunk and hooked up with random people. Okay, right. So I've had the one, mm-hmm. and I said, you know, that was that was my way of cutting loose and clean slate. And now I can work on the emotional piece with somebody versus yeah. So, so were you were having sex with the other guy too at the same time, Mm-mm. or because there was no really physical connection, it was just a mental, just emotional, mental. Huh. And how long did he last for? Oh, he and I are still together, and we have oh, made it physical, but it took a while. Still together. Mm-hmm. Okay. We, we took a while to take the physical steps. Okay. We chose to explore the emotional first. So did he? Was he interested in BDSM world also? No, but he is more open to my responses. He will wait mm-hmm. to get a decent response before trying anything Mm -hmm. further he's one of those guys that very in tune with what he wants of his partner to experience if he wants you to have a good experience he's going to stay in tune with what your body postures are sure he learned what's an actual start for me of an orgasm am i finished can i take more right so he's learned those body cues yes and we'll keep working with that okay so so he's willing to work with you in a Mm -hmm. way yeah. But that didn't happen. So what? So you went from an emotional connection, well, actually before that. So you had Mr. X, who was the dom, mm-hmm. who was meeting your physical needs. Why you had this emotional guy on the side, how did the gap bridge and how did that happen between all of a sudden now, hey, we've been hanging out now, let's go back and, you know, cuff me to the bed. <laughs> you mean for Mr. X in terms of that? Cause the, the new, the the new, new guy? The new, no, he's no, not into that. Okay. No. But so you, that is the that's the sticking point there. That's the one right. thing I had to explain. I'm like, look, this is what I got to a chance to experience with. Mm. There were still things that I was working out, kinks that I was working out in terms of what ah, I was comfortable with. No pun intended. If you're not yeah. <laughs> if you're not used to dirty talk and that's something a new partner introduces, yeah. Then I was still getting used to that with Mr. X. Right. Like, how do you okay, what what is actually gonna turn a guy on? Right. I'm not used to this. So for him, he's like, no, I actually do enjoy that. If we want to incorporate that, sure. Okay. Is that I don't care if you say something random. We'll figure it out. We'll laugh yes. about it later. <laughs> um, and that's where the emotional piece comes in. Uh-huh. I'm not going to be self-conscious with somebody if I'm like, say something really dumb and it's like, wait, okay, yeah. We'll I don't want to be embarrassed yeah. or anything else. Yeah. 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 So he, so, uh, <laughs> so, so obviously you had that other experience. Are you missing that now? A little bit. Okay. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was a more freeing experience to be like, okay, yeah, I can let my guard down. Mm. I can let a guy take charge. I'm yes. totally okay with that. 
So it sounds like to me, and it's very similar, I have control issues. Mm-hmm. So um, I wasn't able to give up control in, in, the, in the sack until Harmony. Okay. And then sometimes she likes to, sometimes too much, tie me down or whatever she wants to do, and I let her do it. But it it's ends up being a control thing. Mm-hmm. So you were able to learn how to give up control with Mr. X, and now you've actually incorporated that into new relationships, you mm-hmm. think, because you're more open to that. Oh, yeah. And that's a good thing. Cause, so you work in a more strenuous um, job, and um, that's you're supposed to be proper, and you're supposed to be, I'm sure, right? There's formalities. Very There's formalities, code. very coded. Yes. yes. Works for a government-type job. We'll, say, we'll leave it at that. And uh, so, so that world is very rigid. Mm-hmm. And Very, you have to be rigid. And male-dominated. So you get their perspective uh, all the time, and they don't watch yeah. their comments. So you kind of get used to that, okay, this is what guys think. It's right. back to the, all those other partners where it's like, yeah, it's their pleasure. That's right. It's nothing to do with the woman. Yeah. They're all the heterosexual very conservative group. It's annoying. Yes. Yes. I'm the liberal. I'm the black sheep in the office. <laughs> <laughs> but do they, they don't know you're the black sheep, right? They're learning. Oh. I don't keep my mouth shut. So you you share these experiences with others. I have a partner on my shift that yeah, we can talk about stuff like that. She and a I fe- are open. female. Yes. Okay. Yes. And she she She's is a submissive similar? as well. Okay. Yeah. Do you do you think you would ever be in a dominant position since your your work life or your regular life outside the bedroom is normally more I was assertive or dominant in a way. I think I'd have to really be comfortable with that partner to switch that role. Yeah. Because I'm not, usually even in the work mode, I'm not dominant. Okay. I'm not a submissive. I'm just, I'm there to, I like to be able to have order and a job and a purpose. Yes. I don't want the leadership roles. Right. Okay. So you don't want to be in so, charge at all. Mm-mm. Okay. So, but if it were something my partner and I were working on yeah. and they wanted, absolutely. So you're willing to explore mm-hmm. it. Okay. But it may not be your fit or your purpose maybe per se okay and um so what have you incorporated from mr x to this new relationship other than the conversations have you done anything such as have you brought in any hitting or bondage or impact play or anything like that we've talked about the bondage we have talked about that we haven't done it yet and that's just because we really don't get much time yeah he's also a government job shift work we're lucky if we get a few hours so you take whatever you can get pretty much yes yeah and learning each other too (laughs) okay um so uh have you ever had a threesome before no no a multiple partners, in it. so just one person in the room, and that was it. Correct. Is that something you want, like two guys? Yeah, actually, that is one of the things. So it's on that, your yeah. wish list, mm-hmm. and I would assume they're probably going to be two dominant guys who are going to dom you at the same time. Yes. Which is just about every girl's dream. <laughs> there, you <go>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. Have you talked to this about your part with your partner now? No. No. And that's because I already know. He's not. He's not interested no. into that at all. No. Well, there's a, there's a bunch of, um, in that particular situation, particularly if that person is straight, and I assume he's straight, it seems like everyone up there is going to be straight. <laughs> so uh, if he's straight, then there's, you know, you don't want to cross um, swords or anything like that because it could be gay. We don't want anything gay. And certainly, he, I'm sure he doesn't want that. So um, that that is, and then there's the whole, well, what if he's better than me or bigger than me and all that part <laughs> of it. So you kind of kind of got to get over that, and it's hard I to. I think his is more just his upbringing, and yeah, that's not okay for for two guys to be in that capacity. And <laughs> um, he's shaking his head at some of his guys during his military stint that were crazy enough to have even threesomes with two women. He's like, "That's too much work. What? Right. Why don't you just want to focus on one partner?" So for him, it's more of I want to focus on one person. Yeah. But yes, there is that. I don't know about this with two guys kind of deal. Right. Right. 
But it's under. It, it is on the bucket list. Mm-hmm. It is on the bucket list. Maybe not with him, but another guy. Correct. Never know. Are you on dating apps now? Any dating apps? No. 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 So you said you were on Tinder before. Were you on any other ones other than Tinder? Just Tinder. Just Tinder. The only thing? It's what about FetLife? Have you been on FetLife.com? I have not. But at the same time, I also didn't have any experiences with anybody who had fetishes okay. or any sort of cultures sure. beyond just, okay, this is how sex goes, and this is what I've learned from porn, and okay, let's go. Right, right. Absolutely. So Tinder was the one I knew, okay, they're looking for sex. They're not looking for a relationship. That's true. Yes. So safe bet. Yeah, yes. You know what you're going to get out yes, of that. Exactly. Yes. Well, at least you think you do. Sometimes you don't really do. <laughs> so I would recommend it. It's on our website. So you can go to xxxbeyondblueeyes.com and you can find a link to kink or uh, fetlife.com on there. They are certainly a good site. They can, you can explore all different kinds of your curiosities and talk to other people with the same or similar experiences in a safe environment. And you might even see people that are in your neighborhood especially with a small town that you may never really want to know and you can't unsee those things. (laughs) So if you look back at your past, at your younger self, what recommendations would you give to your younger self today, um, knowing what you know today and now? That it's perfectly okay to speak up and say what you want out of not only the relationship, but the sexual relationship. And you're not adhering to anybody's timelines. You know, yeah. these were guys that I was comfortable with and had dated and hadn't had any physical intimacy. But again, the timeline, I don't want to be a virgin by 18. I don't want to be a virgin anymore at 21. Like, no. Those kind of just, you know, <laughs> That's those, true. Right. The, the masculine, like toxic masculine, masculinity. Of, I have to have done something with a woman by the time I'm this age or I'm going to be. I, I wish I'd told myself it doesn't matter. Yeah. You're not saving them from so anybody but themselves. So would you have waited, do you think? Mm-hmm. You yeah. would have, yeah. I would have waited. And what, you would have waited for someone that you're really into? I think I would have waited for a partner that fit me better okay. emotionally. Yeah. Not these guys that, yeah, we had a good time. Yeah, we dated. It was a good relationship. Sure. We were building up to more. But I think introducing the sex, when we did in each relationship, mm-hmm. they had this timeline in their head. Yeah. But what it did to the relationship afterwards for the first guy, yeah. it all became about sex. All of our hanging out together became about it. You know, that teenage boy, Almost this obses- feels good. obsession. Yeah, this way. feels yeah. good. I want to keep doing this. Yeah. Okay, great. But we've lost everything else. We had the yeah. momentum going. And by the way, you're not getting me off at all. So Correct. I'm not even getting any fun out of this. Correct. Because I'm the <laughs> control freak wearing, okay, is anybody going to walk in on us? Like, <laughs> is my birth control working? Yes. Those whole kind of things. Yeah. <laughs> What, what age were you on birth control? When did you start taking that? At 18. And At it was 18. not because I was sexually active. It was right. actually to regulate my body and okay. not have to worry about stuff while I was in college. And, and I've heard about that a lot. Mm-hmm. It helps regulate your period so you yep. have an unregular period uh, process. Yeah. And it actually helps your hormones also, also too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so then, so you didn't have to worry about it, but you still in the back of your mind worried about it. Oh, yeah. And you think that was a lot with your upbringing about how taboo sexuality is because you weren't able to talk about it and because abstinence was the way. (laughs) I think I was more worried about, I don't need a kid right now. Yeah. Um, The goals I had for college, the goals I had for my career, and sure enough, I had a right to be scared. I went off birth control right before my marriage. Yep. And that was, again, for health reasons. The things were not working. We were going to explore different options. And literally, off the pill, two weeks, hit ovulation, conceived. No shit. So... So I had a reason to be afraid. Did you have other protection you were doing at that time? Or he no, because he was my long-term partner. We didn't care. We were like, okay, if it happens, it happens. We're getting married. We've been together for this long. It doesn't matter. He's the one partner that that was was a thing with. Yeah. Okay with. So if you had a baby, you were okay with Mm -hmm. it then. Yeah. Which 
obviously wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't change right? her now. Yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> she's here. So, so she's she is here. <laughs> and sometimes those type of relationships, I've talked to other people. We'll have somebody on, and um, I think maybe the next episode or episode after that um, you get together with somebody, and they're it's for a specific purpose. Your whatever purpose in your life is, and mm-hmm. this particular purpose maybe was to have her. Yeah. And that's and that's okay. And you can move on with your life and explore things you want to explore after that. Um, what advice would you give out to anybody else in the world about sexuality, life, and some of your experiences you've had? Life's too short. Mm. When you come from a small town and you're preached it one way, start looking for other answers. If you don't think it sounds right, if you don't think people's tolerance is appropriate, or lack of tolerance, I should say, for mm. other people's experimentation... Speak up, go get information, go find people. I mean, it's nice that you all have those sites and links. Yeah. That would not have been around even probably the 10 years ago when I started. No, definitely not. There was nothing. Yeah. And and I I think I talked about it a little bit in my episode number one is, uh, and it's in, my, in the blog, is that I grew up in the 80s and in a small town and there was no internet or anything. Mm-mm. And um, a lot of white middle class people that were there and we never talked about any type of sexuality at all. Yeah. And um, so that's tough, particularly for someone that wants to explore something new or gets misconceptions. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of women out there that may have a similar path that you've had, but will stick in that relationship forever. Yes. And that will be, they'll be married the rest of their life. They'll never know what an orgasm is. They don't know what real sex is or how to communicate with their partner about mm-hmm. what their needs are. And they just take what they get and almost be miserable in that aspect or just shut that part off of them. Yeah. And, and you see a lot of marriages where people have some type of sexual activity once a month or once every other month. And this sometimes may be that type of, of, of thing. Mm-hmm. And this is one reason why I wanted to put this podcast together was to kind of explore those things that I wasn't allowed to talk to when I grew up and I wasn't able to explore until I was much, much older. And now there's a format out there to explore those things. And I think people need to hear that it's okay. You're not weird. You're not strange. Everybody has their thing Mm -hmm. and that's okay. You got to be yourself to be happy. Yes, exactly. Because otherwise you're going to look back and go, what did I do? Because I do. I look back and go, really? Okay. Yeah. That would have been the norm. That would have been all I would have known. All I would have thought was okay. Right. So. Excellent. Do you have any final words for these audience out there and listening into podcast land? No, not the one to be giving out final advice. I'm still figuring things out. This is my time in my life to figure things out. So I think those are good final words. You go, girl. <laughs> Thank you, Amanda. I appreciate the time. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for listening to another episode of Behind Blue Eyes. I will have another great episode available ready for you on your Monday morning commute or Tuesday. Make sure you check out our website at xxxbehindblueeyes.com where you can find our blog, past episode, and other goodies. If you enjoyed the podcast, make sure you subscribe. Tell a friend. You can also contribute to our Patreon campaign. Send us a few bucks. Helps keep the lights on. So in the meantime, make sure you keep your vibes charged. You have plenty of fresh batteries. And explore one new great adventure before the next episode. Peace and love.